Hey everybody, I'm J-Caps and this is The World According to J-Caps And uh, it is January 9th, 2023 It seems like it was only last week when it had just turned 2023 And then it was just like a week ago before that That it was 2022 Isn't that crazy? Do you think that the time is going by too fast? Are you one of those people who's like, man, it's like time is going by just too fast and I just don't know what to do about it. It's like last, it was just like a week ago, I was 16 years old, dicking around, not paying attention in high school. Now I'm 72 years old and I've had... 57 colonoscopies to the point where it's like I just have gallons of this shit that makes me shit water like in my refrigerator because like I just get colonoscopies now that's like my life right I haven't got a colonoscopy yet but I I know people who have and I and I and I'm reminded of the of the mighty mighty Boston song um where he's like, I'm glad I don't have AIDS. But in this situation, I'm glad I don't have a colonoscopy. All right, guys, welcome to the show. It is, um, I'm so happy to still be doing the podcast. And um, yeah, what's been going on? What's been going on in the world? The world has been having news. I do know that. And we'll get to some of that. I know that's a real big draw for the for the people who listen to this show. I've heard people say that when I talk about the news, that is really good. And um, actually, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think people enjoy that part. But in any case, I will get to the news. But I do want to talk about some other stuff that's not the news. I'll just like fill people in in what's been going on. I guess in in uh, in I guess it's like it's J Caps news in J Caps news. What's been going on in J-Caps? What are the top headlines of J-Caps news? Well, I'll tell you about that. First up in the news, I'm thinking about going to grad school. So, as you may know, I do teach at a school for deranged children. Deranged, totally deranged teenagers. Like, these kids if left to their own devices, will stab a girl in the neck just for, just for like, I don't know, no reason really, just for typical, typical girl annoying stuff, which by the way, shouldn't um, be reacted to in stabbing them in the neck. That's not how to deal with your, your run of the mill a girl annoying you. That's not cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I say that, I say that in a, as a joking way, uh, but what I really mean is that, yeah, no, I, I teach at the school and I love it. And, and by the way, no, the kids aren't all murderers. Only one of them was, and he didn't even go to the school anymore. So, so gotcha, right back at you. You know what I mean? But I bring it up to say that I do love my job. I genuinely love my job. I used to not love my job. I used to uh, 
hate my job. Well, did I really hate my job? I don't know. I don't think I hated my job when I was a photographer, but I did think that there was a better life for me out somewhere out there. I would I would often take a break and and go to the window of my old job and and there was a, a it was on the second floor, third floor, and I would go to the ledge and then I could see the rest of the building and I would I would sing to the glass window somewhere out there beyond the parking lot there's something better for me to do somewhere out there out past the parking lot I would sing I would go outside and I would go out on my breaks and I would sing that every day I would go to the window and sing that but now after the pandemic did the heavy lifting and changed my life now I don't do that anymore for one reason is because I don't have a ledge I don't have a I don't have a a balcony to sing from. But also, for for the most part, I'm engaged with what I'm doing. You see, I'm an art teacher, and I'm teaching very... I'm teaching basically everything I know. I'm teaching everything I know as an artist to these deranged teenagers who seem to be learning. I mean, I don't know if I would tolerate it any other way. I'm very, very... um. I'm very, very needy of people paying attention to me to some extent. It's could it could it be called an addiction? Maybe. Who knows? What is an addiction really when it pertains to uh uh when it's when it's connected to the only skills that you ever tried to hone in your life? And you better make some money from them because otherwise then it's completely useless. But, you know, I would say that the study of art was the thing that I decided to do with my life. Uh, and it, it, um, it, uh, uh, it bifurcated, to use a chaos term from my teenage years, it, into, into uh, maybe, let's say, three... Um, three st- it's weird. Bifurcation means two. But I'm, I, tri- I mean a trifurcation. It trifurcated. Yes trifurcated trifurcate sounds like a very by the way we are just going to put one up on the board for trifurcate trifurcation trifurcation sounds like if you want to trifurcation and of course like where does my head go but masturbation trifurbation how about that trifurbation and masturbation so masturbation is obviously beating off as you all know um you know, but but then, trifurbation is when you want when you when you want to beat off, and you can't find a place to beat off. Um, so you're like, like usually, I guess if you're home, you can just mast. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, um, the uh, the <laughs> the um, what I meant to say was that. Is that basically I I do visual art I teach art uh, at this school, 
By the way, I don't masturbate at the school if you were thinking that. I don't do that. I did masturbate at my other job. I would go to the bath I would go to the bathroom and just jerk off out of spite, out of total rebellion. By the way, my old job, I was in absolute total rebellion as an adult working there. In my head, I was like I I was you know, on obviously on my break singing somewhere out there, but then I was just like I, I don't know. I was like, all right, I can't get in trouble for this if I go privately to a private bathroom and then beat off for 15 minutes on my phone. That's insane. But it was an act of rebellion, I think. But I don't do... But by the way, I love my current job and I don't do that, okay? I don't need to do that. It would be terrible. Plus, there's no private bathrooms and it's just, ins- it's just a terrible, insane thing to do, especially in a place with all these deranged children around. Never do that or never do that. Never even never even think about that. that's bad. That's bad. It's bad. It's actually um it's actually frowned upon in our society and I don't recommend. I don't think it's cool. Um but I was as I was saying, my other job as a photographer in a corporate building with a bunch of other corporate types, do whatever the fuck you want in there. Who cares? I'm going to say if you work in an office, just go go nuts, man. It does not matter. It completely doesn't matter. And I I think that you if you're not, honestly, if you're if you work in an office still and you're not, just take just take and you can you can go in the bathroom and lock the door. Just go in there and masturbate if you feel like it. In fact, I think a progressive office would probably have like masturbation stations so that people can let off a little steam since the purpose of the offices is to have the people basically living there and working there, like giving them all their fucking time. You know what I mean? But as I was saying, um, I actually, I actually enjoy my job now. And I think that I would literally do this job for a bunch more years. And I think it's because uh, I think it's because the thing that I was talking about, I'm using the skills that I have accumulated in my lifetime for weirdly, see, most of the time, if you're an artist or if you're a musician or if you're like a comedian or anything that you do, usually the end result is so that people can say, oh, you're good. Like people use it to get uh, affection or you, they use it to get, um, you know, notoriety or, you know, but, but a lot of times, especially in the beginning of all of those pursuits, it's about people being like, you know, it like getting some, getting a stranger to say, wow, you're good. Um, I think sometimes creative people somewhere along the, somewhere along the way, they, um, I think it's like a uh it's like a way to subvert the the way, you know everybody's in competition the world is a full on competition and a lot of times the 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 spoils of the competition go to like the especially when you're young they go to like um the strongest hottest people like either like you know your typical, like if you ever watched a teen movie or teen TV show, it's always like, you know, the popular kids, right? Who 
you know, I guess they're just, they know how to navigate the social, the social uh, jungle. And creative people have to figure out a way to uh, get around that because they're not popular, possibly not hot. And I don't know, they probably have other shit that like makes them uncool, whatever. So, you know, creative people figure out like, oh, they get good at something. They get good at like drawing or something like that. And then all of a sudden they're able to get the cachet that was uh, what usually only held for those, those, you know, cool people. And then, uh, you know, if you want to like pursue, if you want to pursue a creative field, what happens is all of those, you know, unlikable assholes who, you know, used creativity to, um, to subvert like the popular hierarchy, they all go to war in the creative, um, in the creative scenes and the creative industries. And, um, it's very, uh, like, uh, it's a very heartless cutthroat, uh, duplicitous place. At least that's the, is at least that's my worldview. And I guess part of the, the little experience that I've had, uh, in life. Um, but, the thing about it is I think no matter what the artists, if you go into a creative field, you want to also still be, even though you want to make money with it, you still want to be told that you're great at what you do, or you want to have some type of status afforded to you. I always think of all the bullshit uh, artistic genres in modern art, like these, um, like if you think of like art from like the sixties to today, and all of like the stupid micro um, isms that there have been, like uh, you know, think uh, think Andy Warhol all the way up to I don't know Julian Schnabel or any of those. Basically, whatever you make fun of contemporary art for being this snobbish, completely out of touch with normal people. Um, commodity market bullshit whenever you think about that and how it's like it talks down to the regular person because they don't get the fake art that they're supposed to be looking at the only reason people even did any of that shit is because they wanted to get very 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 rich people to buy into their scam and it's like um and the and the very rich people um they're going to like uh, whether the quality or whether there's any quality or whatever, it's a commodities market. So they're just doing it to hold it. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, an NFT, the concept of an NFT is just taken from the bullshit of like 40 years of contemporary art. But in any case, um, they do it because they want uh, status. That's why. So the pursuit of status through a creative pursuit is always there. And the the weird thing is that, you know, I am definitely guilty of that. I a hundred percent wanted 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 for a long time to be recognized for being good at what I do. I think that that's like a a kind of like um it's 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 also human. There's nothing wrong with that um inherently. It's like it's like built into us. We naturally compete uh, with each other. Uh, and that's part of life. I mean, trees compete for the sunlight. Flowers compete for 
the sunlight and trees block out the sunlight. So the flowers are in, the plants are in war with the trees and all the animals are at, are at war for resources. So it's just like the way that living things are. But what I was getting to was the the job I have right now, I am using my ability not really for ego. I mean, sure, I definitely can draw better than these deranged youth that I teach, but that's a given. The thing is, what I'm actually, what I think is pretty fun and cool is that I'm using my ability to help kids who want to build their skill level. And the kids, like a lot of kids, there's sort of an earnest hope that with time and, you know, with the accumulated effort that they've already sort of started on their own in skirmishes of drawing, like kids, you know, you can never tell how long, let's say, a 14-year-old or 15-year-old has spent seriously drawing, but they've picked up some things along the way, right? And there is, I think especially in the teen years, there's like an unlimited hope that something could happen, that something good could happen. And one of the cool things about a cre- like a creative pursuit like drawing or playing music or any of the things that you do for school like when you're when you want to be in the play or whatever, do something in the talent show. It's like it's like a small world. You know, you don't like the world is big. The world is huge. The world's humongous. The world is is infinite. As much as we try to pretend like it's a small world, the world is so much bigger than us. Our stupid inconsequential lives are nothing compared to the world. And we might have cell phones. We would feel like, oh, I looked on uh, whatever, fucking like our sponsor, Google News, you know, like you look on Google News and you're like, I know everything that's happening in the world. But, you know, the truth is, is that you don't know what everything's happening in the world. There's like a lot of people that in the world that speak a different language than you even. Can you believe that? Like there's people, there's people like in other countries, like, speaking another language and you don't even know what they're talking about. And if you were like, and there's so many of those type of people, like everybody is, most people speak another language, not to mention just like kids being born every second. Right? So the world is, is enormous. Just, I can't even, if you didn't know, if you for a moment were like going about your day and, and forgot that how big the world is, I just want you to remember that, you are like a fucking grain of sand. Not really, but yes, almost like a grain of sand. Like literally, you ever go to the beach and it's just like a grain of sand? That's so tiny. And there's like, there's like fucking probably, I would probably say upwards of a thousand, three thousand grains of sand out there. Um, But in any case, when you're in school, when you're like a little baby and you're like a little kid, even when you're, like a 15-year-old, which is, I would consider still a little baby. Um, I would consider you a, a little baby up until college grad graduation. College graduation is you're still a total little baby. And then you're then once you go out of that, you start to a little bit get to see 
that the world is um, is bigger than you because then you have to get a job. And even then, you might still, you might go for a very long time being a little baby. But in any case, I mean, maybe this episode is called But In Any Case because I feel like I've said that too many fucking times. But um, when you're a little baby, your school is the world and it's a small world. And when you're when you're at a school for deranged youth, like I'm at, like I teach at, your world's even smaller. So things loom larger, even though I might show, I might like not even think it's anything that I'm teaching some kids how to actually draw. Meanwhile, half of these teachers that get jobs, they they can't even do any shit themselves. And it's like, um, it's like, all right, what are you going to do? Like, what is your art teaching? Showing a, a fucking picture on, um, on a PowerPoint of Picasso and being like, cubism was a thing. And then having your kids draw fake wannabe cubism. That's what you fucking consider teaching art. You stupid fucking idiot. That sucks. That's not what I do. I literally teach kids how to draw. And what I mean by how to draw, I'm like, I'm teaching perspective, composition, anatomy, shit that people don't even know. Like most people don't even know that shit. So, and uh, in any case, so I'm uh, right now, that's, that was the part where I was like, um, I, I need the world to tell me that I'm good. But what I was getting at was I'm finding that it's pretty nice to help. It's pretty nice to help a kid who doesn't know shit about dick and see that kid start to know shit about dick. That's that that feels good. So, since I'm interested in keeping my job, I'm thinking about going to grad school. Caps, I don't mean to interrupt, but it took you about 22 minutes to get to that sentence. Yeah, I know, Spencer, but the thing is, no, but the thing is, it took you 22 minutes. Now, I was just quietly waiting for you to get to the point, but you kept meandering and going off on stupid tangents. Well, Spencer, I would say that going off on stupid tangents is the cornerstone of this show, and I think that it's that type of shit is appreciated. Plus, it kills a lot of time. And remember, killing time is maybe the second cornerstone of this podcast. Okay. Uh, sustained. Go on. Anyways, so, th- part two, I'm thinking of going to grad school. So, I, as you know, I actually did go to grad school. Actually, you didn't know this. I did go to grad school um, when I was teaching for the first time around. Um, and I got all the way to the end. I got through two and a half years of grad school and then quit in the very last year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That is awesome, though. That, it, yeah, I had my dissertation and I just didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm never going to teach again. And also, 
fuck this teacher. See, the thing was, remember I was talking about how much I fucking hate contemporary art, and I was like, those people are dickhead scumbags, right? Well, it just so happened, and by the way, I was getting my master's in art education, which I will not be doing again. I will be getting my master's if I if I actually do it, which I which I think I'm going to do, and I'll tell you more about this process. Um, uh, I'm I was I was doing it in art education, and the very last thing, the very last the the guy who taught or whatever who facilitated or whatever lingo you want to call it, the guy who was uh, running the program for the last year was this fucking cornball bro who just went hook, line, and sinker for contemporary art bullshit. And what I mean by that was this guy's art was like he took like a block, like a, like, what do you mean? Um, you ever have a child and they play with blocks, you know, like a piece of wood that's two by four inches or something like that, like a cube, like making Lincoln logs type of thing. This guy took like one block and leaned it on a wall and then had like a wire coming from it and was like, here's my spiel about why this is a fucking important thing. And I wanted to take an anvil and crush his skull into pulp. What I wanted to do when he would show pictures in the class of like a like a, a plank, a wooden plank leaned up against the wall with like a piece of string on it. What I wanted to do is I wanted to take his plank of wood and beat the shit out of his head until his head was mush, right? Now, I didn't do that, obviously. Obviously, I didn't go and beat the dissertation teacher's head in. I didn't do that. Obviously, I just went to a private bathroom and masturbated. Thank you so much. I don't know why. I don't hope that callback worked, but I feel like it's so fun to just call that back. Um, anyways, so, and, but, and, the, and the real reason I let it go was because I was 29 years old. I had just got let go from my teaching job that was never like going anywhere. And I was like, fuck this shit. But now, now it's 2023. And I'm 2043 years old. And I don't want to get my master's in art education. That's fucking stupid. What I would like to do, I would like to go to um, the New York Academy of Art, which is a, a school that teaches classical art. And I've actually gone there for continuing ed classes. So I don't know if anybody knows this. And I'm not trying, this part of the episode is not where I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so good at something. But truth be told, since 2012, I've been studying drawing and painting at private institutions uh, like Teaching Studios of Art in Long Island, Grand Central Academy, New York Academy of Art, privately with different people. It's been an obsession of mine. And, you know, I feel like, uh, it's something that's consistent, and I'm. Oh, I went to um, what do you call Art Students League and did the Ecorche program. I fucking have put my time into this pursuit, and if I have to get a master's to keep this job, I'm like, 
you know what I would love to do? I would love to get my master's of art at this school that teaches this hardcore shit because I don't think that I'm actually going to do, I don't think that I'm, if I go to like a, a different school where it's like some watered down bullshit that I don't care about, the thing is, here's the, here's the key. If I don't care about it, I'm just not going to do it. I'm at this point where I don't like to do anything that I don't care about. Like if I, if I, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. But if I don't want to do it, it's very hard for me to be motivated to do it. And the weird thing is, is that I have to, uh, like, I'm not required to get my master's just yet. Like, I have, to, I have to get it within, like, a certain time frame. But I don't know. It's the one thing where I'm like, this would be exciting, fun, and cool if I could do it. Okay. But the problem is, there is a problem. Uh, I like that this episode is called Grad School Talk because, you know, it's my podcast and it's the world according to Jake Hobson. This is this is like in Jake Hobson's world right now. So um, thing is, that school is expensive and I don't have money like that. Um, so I've been writing. I'm, tr- I'm applying for scholarships to that school and it's actually due this Sunday coming up. I wish I had a button which is like um, like a like that cliche sound that's like, dun, dun, dun. but that would be actually too cliche for this website, for this web series, for this uh, podcast. What is this thing? So, um, yeah, so I have been writing my personal statement for the application, which is pretty funny because I'm putting in the world, according to Jacobs. Not this podcast, but I am putting the world, my world, according to Jacobs, and all the different shit that I've done in my whole life. Now, I could look upon my life and just see it for the litany of failures that it is, um, having attempted many, many different things over the course of my life, um, and some of them had their had their time in the sunlight and then faded away, and maybe. It's a, like a lesson that like not everything lasts. Nothing lasts. Even things that endure still end. All of the like the great eras of any type of, you know, creative like genre, like eventually time goes on and like the people grow up and whatever. So I'm 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 writing. See, I, I have to write an essay for the uh for the for the personal statement part. And I went to look at what people put for personal statements. I never ever had to write one of these for college, as I as far as I can remember. Um, but I uh, I've been like just sort of brainstorming because I fi- I figured I'm like I can write this thing. I'm like Jay Caps, I can write this thing, and even Spencer Fulton Baird, Spencer Fulton, he's like Jay Caps. Look, I might shit on you all the time for every little thing. This is really the main reason that I'm on this show. But you definitely can write a personal statement for the New York Academy of Art uh, master's program. Just think, you wrote all of those stupid things about animals. Remember that? Remember how many stupid ones you wrote word for word and performed them all through the pandemic? So you're telling me that you can't write a little thing about yourself? See, and when Spencer told me, when Spencer told me, said me that, I was like, you know what, Spencer, 
you're right. I could definitely do that. And maybe I could even make it funny. Maybe that type of shit could come naturally to me. So I've been writing my entire, like I've been writing like the trajectory of my life and I'm getting it all down. And then I'm going to hopefully edit and finish it by the 15th as well. I have to finish. I have to like pick out what artwork that I'm going to bring in, not bring in, but I'm going to send them because I'm going to send them a bunch of shit. Not just, not just uh, obviously drawing and shit like that, but I'm going to send them grading animals. I'm going to send them mares and caps. I'm going to be like, look, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, and if you don't want to give me the scholarship, then so be it. Then I guess I will fuck this opportunity up too. I don't care. But I can't pretend that I'm somebody else. Like, I'm not just a guy that paints naked ladies. Like, that's something I also have done, but it's not the whole thing. So they're going to have to, like, see me as a well-rounded person. And I don't know. But here's a question to the audience. What episode of this podcast should I include in it? Should I include this one? Should I say, I also recorded a podcast about, um, like, my own inane ramblings. And the last episode is about what I really think about um, grad school. And my performance in the last time I tried this, which was, which was called Dropping Out at the Very Last Minute. Anyways, so that's something that's been going on for me. Um, and otherwise, I've been, pr- I've been having a pretty good time just teaching. I've been having a literally good time at that. Uh, I know I josh around about the kids, but I genuinely love them. Uh, I actually really uh, am, I don't know, it's like a good feeling. It's like, I don't have kids or anything like that, but, uh, but I guess, I guess it's good because I mean, you know, whatever, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's fine. I don't have kids. It's like, not like a thing where like, I always felt like, oh, um, that, that seems like I got to have my life a little more settled if I'm going to have kids, you know, got to probably get married first, all that other shit, but I don't have kids, but I think that there is a little aspect of myself that can be parental. And when I say parental, I do mean able to be um, very strict and stern with wayward youth so that they, so that they may become responsible. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, I definitely find that it's a good feeling to do this uh, job, and I do take it seriously, and uh, it's fun. And I actually have fun with these kids, uh, and it's weird. I've been, I've been on this planet for what feels like 7,000 years. I've been, I've been around for a long time. I was actually alive in the seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and even today. And, um, and I've seen a lot, I've, I've been around the block a couple times, you know, um, I've been around a few blocks. I actually have gone around the world. You know, so in any case, these dummies, these little kids who live in a small world and they've never been anywhere and they don't know... They don't, the, and if I had to say one thing that's true about all these kids who, who go to my school is, and I've said it before, they don't know shit about dick. And I know a lot of shit about dick. And it's in these situations where I can impart some of my shit about dick to them. And uh, and that's like really, I think that's going to be part of my thesis. I think I'm going to put that in my personal statement for, 
I am here to teach uh, deranged teenagers shit about dick as it pertains to drawing. And that's why I want to go to a fucking hardcore art school that is that that was is that's clearly better than where I went to undergrad because I went to SVA. Oh, that's that. I'll I'll tell you about this. Okay. Part three. Other programs, other grad school programs that I don't want to apply to because I feel like they'll be stupid stupid as fuck. So first off, this whole grad school thing what I don't like about it is like it's going to cost money that I don't have. And the only way I'm, it's going to happen is if I can get a scholarship. So unfortunately, this might just be like a fantasy. This might just be a stupid fantasy. Um, but, you know, the, the last thing and the other thing is that I'm not I like, you know, I think that my whole life is like in kind of remission from what my pursuits were pre-pandemic. When before the pandemic, I was really I had this uh this pursuit towards like comedy and really just for towards comedy. And uh I don't know if like I'm on this side of where I'm at because of me just being like like facing the sober reality or because I'm older or because I'm I'm listening to things that are in my heart, or I'm just taking advantage of opportunities that are in front of me, and because like without this job, like I would have been fucking suicidal, like I was fucking a early, like in 2022 earlier, like I'm thinking about that March episode where I was like really super upset, and and also I don't know. On one hand, I feel like I have, you know, you can take. You you can't control how things are received in the world, you know. I I I always like felt like I would let would have loved the you know the things that I've made to like be bigger or more popular like across the board. But I can be proud of myself that I accomplished things and I did things that I set out to do. Um, and sometimes when you've done some when you've like when you've finished certain things you feel like do I want to go and retread uh do I want to go and keep doing that or do I want to like go in a new direction um right so there's yeah I don't know why like this like I guess I'm lucky to have found uh these teaching jobs that I'm in and uh, I'm grateful for that. And I think like it's making me like I'm living a kind of happy life to some extent. So that's great. And then because of that, because of also that I use the abilities that I have honed in my life, in my day job, in a way that doesn't like m- make me an addict to ego, um, it like feels good. And so... I'm like, oh, I don't mind doing this. I don't mind doing this. Like I could I could continue doing it and I feel good about it. And that's why I'm interested in uh in this grad school thing. Now, there are only two other places that I would consider going and I'll tell you about them. So, one of them is my old school, uh School of Visual Arts, um which 
which I'm which there's a program that I would like that I actually thought would be cool, but I don't want to apply to it. And I'll tell you about it. So there's a program at the School of Visual Arts called um, uh, Visual fucking. It's called what the hell is it called? I'm gonna actually look it up because I can't remember it offhand. It's it it's called. Um, hold on a second. This is worth. This is gonna be worth it because it's part of the story. Uh, yes, it'll come right up. Visual narrative. Okay, SVA has a master's program called visual narrative, and it's it's kind of like weird because it's kind of like what I already do. Like the, the, the purpose of the class is to become a visual storyteller in some type of media, whether it be video or whatever or whatever. Um, and in the, in the final year of it, they actually mentor you with somebody who helps you pitch your show to the industry. And I don't know. There are a lot of cool aspects of it. Like it's like they want you to be like a storyteller. They want you to be like a writer, creator, whatever. But I looked at the people who actually have taken this and graduated with it. And I think their work is ass. Like I think that the quality of work that they're coming out of this master's program is akin to a flabby ass with poop shit that has still not been wiped out of the ass and an ungainly amount of hair, patchy hair, both pubic and just general ass hair on the ass. And that's what I think of some of the work that's coming out of the SVA MFA Visual Narrative Program. And I was also like, well... These guys are like, oh, they can, what are they going to help you pitch it to the industry? I'm like, I made grading animals and I was able to pitch it to the industry without even doing this fucking master's degree thing. And I'm like, so why would I just go and do that if that's like the big carrot that they're dangling? The other thing is that I don't believe that SVA is equipped to teach people about storytelling because storytelling you know, I had uh, Marianne and I wrote uh, the Mares and Caps script, and we had this guy helping us named Jim Mercurio, who's a real screenwriter. And this guy is like a fucking in the trenches screenwriter. He wrote the book, um, uh, uh, Beat by Beat to a Better Script. It's on Amazon. It's he. This guy is fucking legit. And when we worked with him, there was no like hippy dippy art school shit. It was like you're a writer. Like you gotta go back to the grindstone. It is like gut-wrenching, hardcore writing. And I'm just like looking at this program like, yo, they're not putting they're not putting these kids through those type of paces. Like that is I think like we got to be like SVA has got to be a little bit more honest about that they're going to turn them into writers. Like you're not fucking making them a journeyman screenwriter. That's a different type of skill that a fucking illustrator does not have like you gotta like accept your limitations like you're you're not you can't be everything you know so that's one of the reasons why i don't don't want to go to the sva sva program plus it's like i don't think that like i don't know it's like i was enticed by it but i did watch like this long ass you know um 
I, I watched one of these like videos where they like a bunch of people go and talk about it and it just looked like the it just looked like stupid. See the difference is but the difference between SVA and New York Academy of Art is that New York Academy of Art is a it's like a classical atelier hardcore like your shit you you're going to like learn how to draw like only very few people draw like that. It's like hardcore. And the difference between that type of stuff that type of work and SVA is SVA is a contemporary art. They're like modernists. So their aesthetic is yeah, it can look like total sh- bullshit because that's what like the market values. The market doesn't necessarily value skill. And the reason why I'm interested in like the other place and why I've been interested in like uh like atelier style drawing for t- 10 years more than that is that like if you learn a skill, it's yours. You can like you don't need an audience to arbitrate whether or not it's good. Like if you have the skill, like if you have the skill to like, like build bookcases or, or work on cars or whatever, like that's a thing that you can't have it take away from you. If you only know how to do like a flavor of the month, like whatever this shit, whatever this like, you know, to be like in some type of trend now, some type of trendy, like, I don't know. It's just different. It's just my aesthetic. Like I went to SVA for undergrad, uh, and there there was good stuff. I would say that I had I had good teachers. I got I had good people, but um, there's something in me that like that really. I don't know. Like I I like I like class I like classicism because there's like a rigid standard to it. And if you see like an artist like Adam Miller, like you know that guy is like can't fuck with him when it comes to drawing. Like you can't fuck with some of these people. Like nobody's gonna be like, um, like there's a reason why like like Rembrandt is the name Rembrandt. Like all these all these contemporary art people are just nothing but a joke to anybody who ever brings them up. Like nobody fucking thinks they're any good. Like I'm not talking about like the like the modern era from like I'm not talking about like impressionism or like any of the shit that happened when people actually did take the process of drawing and take it into new ways like I'm talking about just the cynical 20th century bullshit that happened post war after abstract expressionism all of that shit is just like uh it's just a reflection of the shitty times we're living in and it is completely removed from any like value. That's just, you know, that's, that's how I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Uh, that's not to say that good artwork doesn't come out now, but that whole machine is bullshit. That whole machine that like, um, tries to hoodwink society into thinking into like, basically if you're like not, part of that wealthy class and you're just like some dumbass and you go to like MoMA and you look around or like the fucking Whitney and like you your gut is saying well this looks like stupid shit but like the little placard on the wall is telling you hey you fucking plebeian asshole from the sticks bridge and tunnel schmuck you're too stupid to get this shit because we wrote it in this fake ass 
uh, art speak bullshit like scam and it, and your gut's right but we but you, the reason we wrote this thing in some like inane fake language is because we need to like impose this reality even though you can see it for what it is um they don't do that with music like they try i mean there's plenty of like classical composers that do like atonal unlistenable shit but like you know what people enjoy people enjoy listening to sounds that are good you know what i mean like there are there's music that i mean i'm not going to say i'm not saying that like there's there's not like i like i like indie rock and punk rock which play with um uh you know uh putting the listener off and then paying them back in like some type of harmony like i love sonic youth um but although they can be although like most of their music sucks i'll be honest but this uh this like emperor's new clothing uh cycle that the art world is allowed to live in but almost every uh, like you would never fucking sit and watch a fucking shitty 7 hour garbage inane art movie you would not even be able to tolerate it because film we like you, you there's a show like breaking bad or some like show that pays off the viewer for paying attention and like you're rewarded intrinsically because it's of quality and that's the same in types of music that's the same in uh in all art where the we can trust our gut as to whether it is good and the creator has developed an undeniable skill that we're not going to fucking pretend is not real like you know um Anyway, I think that... Caps, I'm sorry. Yes, I hit the buzzer for that one. I think you're good. I think we get it. This is not a funny episode. We're going to just live with that. Um, but yes, let's move on. Let's move on. We get it. All right. Um, cool. And uh, I'm just going to... I, I did I did uh, really take a bat to SVA just now. Uh, but uh, I just want to say that I don't feel the same way about the FIT program. There's FIT as a state school, the Fashion Institute of Technology, they have they have art and there's a very affordable, very extremely affordable and realistic like I could take it now and it wouldn't break the bank uh because I'm making enough money that I could just pay for it. Um and probably I'll apply to that one too. Uh but the thing about the S- the FIT one is it's not I don't I just don't think that I'm going to be challenged to like I don't know. I feel like if I go through the pressure cooker of New York Art Academy then I will come out a different thing and like I'm excited about maybe pushing myself to the limit and I just don't know that I will get the same challenge at FIT. Uh but maybe I will. I don't know. I don't know. In any case, that's that's the story when it comes to I'm thinking of going to grad school. And is it depressing? Is grad school like ultimately a type of giving up? Maybe. But the thing is, again, I'm more concerned that in the fact that I have a day job that I'm, I don't totally hate. And maybe, you know, in life, you just keep transforming, you know, 
you keep transforming into different things. And, uh, and that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite artists of all time, Miles Davis always just continued to transform. And he was never the same guy in, in from decade to decade. I mean, he was the same guy in that he played the same instrument, um, trumpet, but he was a different guy in that he would not play the same old songs. You, you wouldn't catch Miles Davis playing some shit from like the fifties when he was in this, when it was 1970s. Like he didn't, he wouldn't go back. If it was the seventies, he doesn't go back to the sixties. If he's in the sixties, he doesn't go back to the fifties. He keeps, he's miles ahead. You know what I mean? He's going forward. And maybe by me completely uh, selling out and going to grad school, that I'm also moving forward. But who knows? I might not even get into any of these programs and it might just be it might just be a wash. So, that uh next next actually looking at the news. You've waited an hour for it. Let's open up Google. Google the news. It's Google News. Google. Okay, Google News. What's going on? What the fuck? Okay. What the fuck is going on with the guy from the GOP who what ha, what did this guy he like this guy this guy McCarthyism? This guy some guy named McCarthy is ran for the speaker of the house like 37 times in a row and every time the fucking other Republicans and Democrats were like get the fuck out of here you stupid loser they hated him I don't even know they were just basically at the at the end they were just putting in any kind of vote they were like vo- they were voting Mickey Mouse into speaker of the house they were voting like um like darkwing duck they were just doing all types of fake votes they didn't even want this guy for like and then he kept and nevertheless, he persisted and kept saying, well, how about we just vote again? Maybe, you, maybe you're wrong. Also, he was like trying to do backroom deals with all these other people who are like, um, I wouldn't vote for you if you were the last man on earth. And then he was like, well, what if, tell you what, what if I put my finger in your butthole? And they're like, I'm listening. And then they would vote again. He would lose. And then he would go back to those same people and be like, all right, remember when I said that I would put my finger in your butthole? And the other Republican guy was like, yeah, dude, I was not really into that because the thing about the thing about my butthole is that it's actually really tight. And when I th- heard about your proposal, I was like, nah, dude, I'm actually, I got one of those tight buttholes. Now, Kevin McCarthy, the guy who did all these votings, he was like, yeah, dude, check this out. How about I just put my pinky finger in? They went back to the boat. The vote, he got that vote. So he had to figure out all the people in the Congress who he could do little type of deals with. Like, he's like, how about I'll, if you vote for me, I'll give you one ice cream lick on your uncircumcised penis. And the guy was like, yeah, dude, all right, I'm in. So Kevin McCarthy finally did get the votes to become Speaker of the House. Um, uh, and promised a myriad of sexual favors for becoming se- uh, Speaker of the House, which ultimately did not bode well 
for the GOP as the GOP is one of the very homophobic branches of government. Now, the thing about uh, the GOP, G-O-P, um, P does not stand for PP, like peeing or urinating, like neither, neither indicating the penis for the letter P or talking about urinary, urination. And nevertheless, GOP, it's like G-O-P. So, you know, this is like what they sort of have to live with. They have to live with the dichotomy of having, of being a, being a scared of gay shit, but then also having their name invoke peens. And it, and Nary does the GOP ever name come up that that not all the people in the GOP think at least a second for like almost like getting tased like and they think about peens and it could be um it could be endemic of why they are so homophobic so Kevin McCarthy's getting the speaker of the house thing lame it's lame news. It's stupid. Okay. Now moving on to something happening in Brazil with like a there's like protests, something Brazil. And there was a coup. So Brazil. Remember the movie uh what's that movie? There's a movie called Children of God, I think. I think is it called Children of God? Let's just see. Or City of God. City of God. City of God. And that movie is about uh it's from 2002, which was 21 years ago. And it is about um Brazil. It's about Rio de Janeiro. And Rio de Janeiro ha- it was fucking it's like what you'd call it's a it's a mess. They got all types of problems over there. Now, I only I remember that movie from 20 years ago. Um maybe things got worse, maybe things got better. But still, people are pissed off probably. People, I bet you I bet you it sucks down there. And maybe these guys are ready to fucking be like, "All right, most likely there's like some type of cor- caps you got to at least look at the article if you don't know what you're talking about you see sometimes like with the mccarthy thing good because you knew a little bit about it to make fun of it but in this case you literally have not looked at a single thing about this so it's going to be very hard to have a funny take when the only thing that you can think of when it comes to brazil is um City of God, and also samba music. Exactly, samba music, like those wonderful chords that are in that are in, uh, like, uh, like "Girl from Ipanema" or "Corcovado" or any of those cool songs. I agree. Um, you know, I wonder if uh, I don't even think they play that type of music down there anymore, which is a shame. You know, because you know it's sad. It's sad that 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 pop that music went out of style because it really when i think of samba when i think of that guitar style playing it really 
it it makes me feel like how come why why does time have to move on why do why do like why did like now when you th- when new music comes out it's always like made by some like computer beat making machine that doesn't that doesn't sound good i'm sorry like i'm sorry computer beat making machines don't sound good they they sound good in rap to some ex- to some extent but honestly i would much rather them just use like 1960s soul beats for all of hip hop i'm sorry that's what i think i just don't think that computers make good music and i understand that music is just a reflection a refraction of what's happening in society so like the sounds that come up in music are like um like an internalization of the sounds that are around in society and when back in the day when like horns and guitars and shit that was a more like muscle car era and now we live in a click clack tapping screens type of era and that's the type of sound that you need a fucking computer to make but it doesn't mean that it sounds good like it's just the same shit as it's just don't try to fucking contemporary art me dude you know what i mean so as far as the brazil um congress attack um i'm gonna say I don't know anything about it. Now, I could click on this article and see what the the Guardian knows so far. They have an article called What We Know So Far. Okay. Now, apparently, what the Guardian knows so far um, is that there was fascists, fanatical fascists that were, that were, I don't uh, I don't know if they're I think that these guys what it looks like is that they're going they're going way harder than the guys remember the worst attack on American uh democracy that ever happened remember the worst day in American history uh uh it was a tragedy um a horrific tragedy that that we will uh that will live in infamy uh, actually, I think it will actually be known as in a day that will live in infamy, the January 6th um, political riots. Remember that? Well, I think that these Brazil far-right guys are going even mad harder than um, than those guys who who, uh, who tried to overthrow the government when what, last year. Because like, unlike the guys who were in the January 6th, riot who just tased themselves in the balls to death to get killed these guys i think they're like actually like going mad hard and that i think that's probably i'm gonna actually say that that's worse than than what happened um so but what i want to know is did anybody get straight up murked that is what i'm curious about um I'm trying to see if there's did they did they go did they go that mad hard? I'm trying to see were there deaths or anything like that or did they basically just do a copy? Because if they copied if this is like not even anything but a copy of what happened at the at the January 6th riot which was also known as aka the most worst day of American history of all time and 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 
Um, and even though only like a guy got tased in the balls to death, uh, then it was also really bad. And I think that like a couple of people died too. But from what I look at, it looks like their Congress has this weird... Um, okay, so here's a thing. It turns out Brazil's Congress building is very cool looking. From the picture that I'm seeing here, there's all kinds of people in colorful ass Brazilian colored flag clothing, which is yellow, green, and a hint of blue. And I'm looking at all of them and they look like, it looks like if I squint my eyes, I can't tell if I'm looking at palm trees or what, dude. It looks like bananas that are in palm trees, like ripe bananas and palm trees. But upon a closer investigation, I see that it's people and they're standing on this weird structure that like has a ramp on it. And then there's this beautiful dome in the back. And then there's like this very modern looking architecture. So what I'm what I'm seeing is that the Brazilian Congress building is very cool looking. Um, and unfortunately, it turns out from CNN, now how are you supposed to know if this is real? But it turns out that they did, in fact, rip the idea off of January 6th, the worst day of American history of all time. And that is called copying. And that will not fly on this on this podcast. No sorry, Bob. I don't, in fact, Bob actually has commented uh, on this article and he said, no siri. So that is, so that we here at the World According to J-Caps, we actually condemn this. And I don't know if anybody got killed. I don't even know if anybody got tased in the balls, but I honestly, if somebody did try to use a taser and tase themselves in the balls, like I'm fine with that because I feel like somebody has to get tased in the balls for this. Somebody. Maybe, you know who we might have needed? We might have needed a hero. We might have needed like a Kevin McCarthy type motherfucker out here who could maybe do some wheels and deals. And maybe some of these uh, yellow and green shirted, you know, hoodlums who are standing on this sick ass ramp that they have on this building, maybe... Kevin McCarthy could have, you know, put his finger in a few buttholes and maybe did something good for a change, you know? So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's the news. Thank you so much for joining uh, the podcast. We're, it's Now we're in 2023. Um, you know, last couple episodes, I had, uh, I had the great King Mexico on. Last episode, I had um, Ralph Jean-Pierre Emmy winning and uh, my old friend for a very long time. Uh, and we're going to have more guests and it's, this show is going to actually start being funny again. Um, I know, I feel like me and Ralph, when we get together, we just talk philosophy and it's very hard for us to, I know he's a clown teacher and he's very funny, but I think that when we get together, we kind of just turn it into a little bit of a, like, um, pushing our glasses up being nerds snooze fest. So I apologize for all that, but, um, you know, I think that uh, we had a lot of fun, King King Mexico and I. We had a lot of fun on that show, and um, I'm going to have Josh Pallad, my old 
my old compatriot from Low End Gigolos back on the show soon. I think that show was fucking dope. That was one of my favorite shows in a while. And um, we're going to have more guests. And anyway, like I said, the show's over. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week.